Hi, welcome to You Talks. My name is Shelly Fett. And today I'm joined, joined with my joined with Malia. Hi. And today we're talking about relationships. I kind of just we keeping this. We starting it like this. We, we we're starting this. We're talking about relationships, or more importantly, singleness. Because, as you all know, Aaliyah is single. So. <laughs> that sounded so sad. It's really not, though. <laughs> okay, but, like, it's important to be single, you know? Like, it's, 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 a, it's the first step for relationships. But you know what? Why is it important to be single, Aaliyah? Why is it important to be single? Because... During singleness, um, even though, like, society makes it seem like that's the worst time of your life (laughs) to be alone, it's Mm -hmm. actually the most important part of your life because during that stage of life, you're growing. And if we're talking about spiritually, it's very important that you take your singleness as something good and not something bad. Because during this season where it's just you, you can work on yourself, you can work on your spirit. You can, this is the moment to change bad habits. This is your moment to mm-hmm. better yourself. And this is your moment to genuinely have a relationship with God and be completed and to be whole and to be overflowed without any strings attached. And I'm not saying a relationship is strings attached. Oh, but, so it's um, just strings attached. That's all it is. A relationship when, is, is a mm-hmm. No, but relationships, when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's no longer just you. It's you and that person. You start mm-hmm. to prioritize and do certain things and change your routine depending upon that person. And, oh, totally. during, and during singleness, it's, it's more of a just you focus on yourself and focus on bettering yourself to prepare for that person. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, because like, it's like, first, like for real, as soon as you get into a relationship, it's no longer just you. It's you mm-hmm. and that person now, and it's like your schedule and their schedule. And of course, mm-hmm. you want to like see them and give them time, because then it's not a relationship. Mm-hmm. Of course. So like, no, nah, and like I like when I was single, I was like, yeah, I love being single. No offense, like, <laughs> that's for Laura. No offense. Um, like <laughs> I love being single, like for real, because it was just time where I can be like myself. All the time and work on myself. Mm-hmm, Those definitely. Time like, mm. And the thing is, that's the mentality that we all have to have. If you're miserable during your singleness, you're going to be miserable in a relationship. Because at the end of the day, we serve a God who brings joy. So if you're not joyful, if you're not happy during your stage of singleness that God is calling you to, do not seek that happiness in another person because you are going to be let down. If the King of Kings, the, if Jesus, the one who died on the cross, cannot fulfill you with joy, with overwhelming joy, then a, a, a human being can't do it either. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. so important that we recognize that season, that singleness is not a dry season. Singleness should be your most prosperous season. It should be where you're genuinely working towards knowing Christ more and bettering yourself and figuring out your calling because two broken people don't create a hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two broken people don't create a hole. They just create a mess. 
So um, two people who are empty and two people who have holes in their heart and aren't joyful and are miserable and are depressed, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean those things go away. And that's why singleness is such an important part of your life because that's when you genuinely get to know yourself and you get to know, okay, this is what I need to work on. This is what I could be doing better. And so I'm happy single (laughs) and I'm not like... And I'm not going to be like, oh, like people in a relationship aren't happy. But if you're going into a relationship unhappy, you're going to come out of the relationship unhappy. Unhappy. <laughs> yeah, there's no if, buts, or ands because a person, just a, no matter how good it looks from the inside, like one person could never supply you with the amount of love that God can. And mm-hmm. if we don't recognize that in our <clears throat> season of singleness, our season of dating, and then if y'all still are together and get married, it's going to be horrible because there's going to be baggage and there's going to be problems and insecurities that you should have dealt with prior to being in a relationship that you're going to have to carry with you and deal with later in life. When in reality, if you would have started good, you would have ended good. But since mm-hmm. you started wrong, you're going to end wrong. Oh, yeah. Plus, wouldn't that be like too much for like the other person to constantly be like the person that's making you happy? That'd be a, that'd be a lot on them. Definitely. And it's like, if they are that person for you, who are you today? So if they're making you happy all the time, they are physically and emotionally and spiritually giving you all their time. But you are Mm -hmm. drained and you are empty. So what are you providing them? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're going to bring that person down rather than build them. So that's why you have to be 100%. 250s may may seem great, but 200 seems greater than 100 if you look at it that way. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, a lot of people say, oh, he or she completes me. He or she is my better half. No, sister. Incorrect. God should complete you. Cause mm-hmm. <laughs> because two broken pieces just create a mess. It does not create the puzzle pieces that should go together. You should be completed with Christ before you should ever seek a relationship and also you should seek wisdom from god as to when when do i know not to be single anymore when do i know like everybody that's what everybody's constant fight is like oh i saw that person i like that person they fit five out of the ten criteria that i have they're the one they love jesus they're my husband no sister Mm -hmm. (laughs) no and it's like we should be seeking God's time and God's approval in every moment, no matter what everybody else says. No, for real. Like, yeah, I was I'm thinking about like, what you said, like two broken pieces just makes a mess. But like, well, at least society, like, like, okay. like, and you said, like the Instagram posts of like, oh, yeah, like, like they complete me. And like, they feel like, well, like, in a, shouldn't like uh, somebody else also bring something into it that mm-hmm. you don't have? So they don't complete you. They add to what you have. They mm. have things They have things, and you have things that complement each other, but they don't replace each other. So, for example, if, for example, if we look at a regular marriage, a man and a woman, and we're talking about, like, last episode, how Jet said, like, in the woman's episode, that a woman can bring perspective, that's exactly what I mean. She brings that. But that's not because he didn't have that. It's because he needed some more of that. So Mm -hmm. that's what I mean by somebody does not complete you. They just add on to you. And it's like, 
a cake without frosting is still a cake. It still tastes good, but does it taste better with frosting? Oh, yeah, of course. Exactly. And that's exactly what a relationship should be. It should be an add-on. It should not be a priority. It should not be a, oh, I, I need this. I'm broken and I'm hurting and I need somebody to comfort me. No, you seek those things from God and you seek God to be your comforter and you seek him to be your peace. And that's why a lot of relationships fail because they're completely leaning on each other for that support and for that love but if they took separate time to really find Jesus and to know him and to know his word and to understand his love then that's where you see relationships godly relationships progressing and I'm not saying that all relationships are easy because they're not but from a single person's perspective the world makes it seem like being in a relationship is rainbows and unicorns and that it's the best thing absolutely ever but let me tell you something single people should be having a better time than people in a relationship like you should be enjoying yourself now and you should be enjoying interest and finding things that you like and enjoying jesus just you and jesus right now before you seek that in a relationship because a relationship not only brings good things, but it brings trials. It bring, it tests you. When you're in a relationship, it's too, It's no longer just you and God. It's you, God, and that person. And that's not something to play with. And people think that, hey, I want a relationship because I just want a boyfriend. And I want somebody to get me flowers. And I want somebody to get me chocolates. A relationship isn't a material. It should not be materialistic. A relationship is something spiritual, it's something physical, and it's something that it is from God. So mm -hmm. if we're constantly seeking like to be in a relationship for the wrong reasons, you're going to go in for, for the wrong reasons, and you're going to leave broken. You're going to leave even worse than what you came out of. And that's mm -hmm. why so many people, when they get out of relationships, they're like, oh, screw him, screw her. Like, Honestly. Like, like screw men, they screw suck. women. Like, like, they suck. Like, if you would have if you would have saw the red flags and stopped ignoring them from the beginning, you mm -hmm. wouldn't come out as broken as you did. Like, if you see a car that's tires are popped and empty, are you going to drive the car? <laughs> no. no, you're not because the tires are flat and you see that. And that's the thing. In your, in your moment of singleness is when you should be recognizing those things and picking those things out. And like, because during your season of singleness, it gives you room to be picky because everybody's like, oh, Leo, you have mm -hmm. high standards. Everybody, yeah, what do you gives, mean? That's what I'm going to explain. Yeah, Leo, you right. have high standards, whatever. But I'm a daughter of the king, and I'm going to act accordingly. I'm not going to settle for that car that has those broken tires when I can have a brand new car, when I can have a godly man, when I can have somebody push me and to grow me. I'm not going to settle for just, like, somebody who doesn't love Jesus, for somebody who doesn't understand, for somebody who is still broken, I'm not going to settle for that when I know I deserve that new person. I deserve somebody who's fresh in God. And mm -hmm. what I mean by, okay, like, what did I say? What I mean by I can be picky is that when you recognize your value, you will never give people discounts. When you recognize how amazing you are and you recognize how much God loves you, you will never settle ever again for somebody less. And that's why, like, when you are in your season of singleness, that's why I'm single 
willingly <laughs> not because I can't get with anybody it's because I want to enjoy it and I want to be sure that wh- whoever I'm with deserves me and I deserve that person I'm not gonna settle for anybody who calls me beautiful L- let me tell you something my dad calls me beautiful every single day I do not need a man to, to tell me that I'm beautiful I need somebody who's gonna build me and somebody that I'm and it gives you that room to be picky because you know who you are because a lot of people will settle for anybody who walks who has legs and anybody who tells you you're beautiful and anybody who tells you they like you because you're not used to recognizing your value and you're so accustomed to having other people justify you and other people validate you when you have Christ when you have Jesus in your heart you no longer have to seek that validation from somebody else because you already know who you are and you already know that you are the prize you are the gold you are not a bag of trash like I said I'm a daughter of the king so I'm gonna walk with my head held high and I'm gonna recognize who I am and I'm not gonna look back and I'm not gonna look down because I know where I'm going is where God wants me to be in its high places because all God wants for you is goodness God doesn't want badness for you but us ourselves we put ourselves in situations where we're like wow god like i should have listened to you like and i feel like this is such an important topic for youth because everybody tells you you should get in a relationship as soon as you start having feelings for people middle school Ooh, high yeah, school girl. and you see it all around school kids making out kids like holding hands kids being cuddly cuddly and you and it's like that's un- people have normalized that but mm-hmm. you also see those same people who are in and out of relationships. You see them behind closed doors and you see that they are broken. And you see that they are genuinely empty and that they don't mm-hmm. know Christ. Mm-hmm. Versus people who are actually like working towards like knowing Jesus. You see them and you see them when they get into a relationship. You're like, wow, like, I, how do I become like that? How does my relationship prosper the way theirs does? It's because their foundation is Jesus mm-hmm. versus your foundation is the world. <laughs> if your foundation isn't where it needs to be, whatever you place on top of it, it's going to break and it's going to fall. But mm-hmm. once Amen. your foundation is Jesus, once your foundation is your Lord and Savior, there is nothing that can shake it and you can build on top of that. You can build together and you guys can genuinely have a good relationship that glorifies Christ. And that's the thing about the world. The world tells you that your relationship should glorify yourself and it should glorify your flesh. You should make out because it feels good because there's nothing wrong with intimacy does it please God, though? Does mm-hmm. it please your father? If you were made to solemnly worship God, do you think what you're doing is worshiping God? Or is it glorifying your heart? Or is it glorifying your flesh? Your flesh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we always have to put that into perspective because the world preaches one thing, but we know the truth. And us as youth, we have to recognize that we're not like everybody else. <laughs> we're not going to get into into relationships willy-nilly we're not going to go into this recklessly we're going to think about this and during our period of singleness we're going to genuinely work (laughs) we're going to work for christ we are going to serve we are going to worship we're going to learn what it is to study the bible to understand the bible don't walk into a relationship blind if you walk in blind you're going to come out hurt blind oh 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're gonna come out blind again, but you're gonna come and out hurt. hurt. Yeah, but because when you can't see things, you're gonna constantly stumble. You're gonna constantly fall. You're gonna constantly feel that pain because when you're blind, when you don't have Jesus, you can't love the other person. It's impossible. It won't happen because you don't understand love yet. So you can't love somebody. If you don't understand God's love, love is patient. Like, if you don't understand that, you will never be able to love somebody. And (laughs) ever. Because if you understood God's love, you would never treat people the way that you used to. (laughs) Like, you would never turn back because you recognize that God is good and he is amazing. And if I'm going to preach the gospel, I'm going to preach it not only to people around me, but whoever I'm with. So that's why, to me, it's so important that you build yourself and that you know God before being in a relationship. Do you remember, like, the original question? No. Because I know I don't. <laughs> something like, oh, was it, what, was it important to focus on while single? Well, that's the answer, everybody. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Like, okay. Anything, like, I don't even know. So, <laughs> what do I even, resp- how do, what do I bring up? What do I reply to? What's the next question? The next question is, how to stay faithful when tempted to have a worldly relationship? Okay, so how to stay faithful when tempted to have a worldly relationship. So, like I said previously, the world tries to convince you and tries to tell you that their temporary relationships are going to fill you and that they're good for you. But here's the thing. God is the only one who completes you. I said that too. But how do you stop yourself from going into something that you shouldn't, that you have a bad feeling about, that you're tempted, that there's people around you, let's say like somebody tries to like, you know, like, kiss you, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> like, ooh. something, <laughs> something right, I had to teach myself is self-control, not only that, mm-hmm. but prayer, so there's a lot of young people who love Jesus, but they don't have a prayer life, and what do I mean, mm-hmm. praying for 10 minutes before you go to sleep, falling asleep midway through your prayer isn't gonna fill you up, like sleep like mm-hmm. actually genuinely dedicating and, and separating time out of your day for christ so to stop yourself from being tempted you have to know what's better because in that moment that person in front of you to about kiss you may seem better <laughs> like may mm-hmm. seem like the good option but when you know the bible and when you're like no like i know christ when you genuinely study when you genuinely pray it shifts your mindset and it really makes you think, okay, this may look good right now, but that's a lie of the enemy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everything that shines is not gold. Everything that looks good from the outside is not good. It's not always good on the inside. So for mm-hmm. me, prayer is something that grounded me to be like, hey, Aaliyah, like if they don't love Jesus, <laughs> if this isn't from Jesus, if you didn't start the right way, it ain't going to end the right way. So for me, it's always having like Jesus in the back of my head, prayer, and always and knowing the Bible because 
you can't preach the gospel without knowing the Bible. It doesn't make any sense. You can't say you love Jesus if you haven't studied him. Do you know who he is? Yeah, he died on the cross for you, but you need to understand why. You need to understand his character. You need to understand God. You need to understand how things work. You need to look at stories and you have to look around like and get like that type of like understanding. Um, Somebody that I love to think about Somebody who literally wrote most of the Bible is um, Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul used Why? to Saul because Paul Paul. Was, Paul was single all of the Bible. There is not he was the king of singleness and actually CEO is, of singleness. <laughs> and and people are like, what? He literally talks about a little bit in Corinthians about how he thinks people should remain single. Like, he's just joking. He's like, like, he literally said, like, I mean, I think you guys should remain single, but, you know, enjoy marriage, stuff like that. And it's like, if Paul, a servant of Christ, the guy who literally almost wrote, like, the majority of the Bible, the one who li- who wrote so much and he was so wise, didn't get married, I think I can wait. <laughs> I think I can survive. And he was prisoned for, like, a lot of his life for preaching the gospel and I think I can survive I think I'll be okay so if you ever want to think of somebody who you know like think about like to motivate you and to you know Paul died single y'all I'm not saying you're gonna die single but But Paul did Paul did so feel better about yourself like don't Mm -hmm. worry don't get it twisted you that's just a prime example that a relationship is a luxury. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. But we need kids. Like we need to. The world is going. God wants us house. to multiply, but that doesn't mean everybody. Everybody. To be married. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Did Paul really? He did say he was going to be single, though. He said, I'd rather you be single like me. Pero tu sabe. <laughs> do what you got to do. Paul's hmm. well, funny. He was funny. He knew He knew what was important to do while single. He knew all these things. Mm-hmm. But when getting into a relationship, how do you know if they're from God? So um, how do you know they're from God? So trust me, <laughs> God's going to tell you. One way, shape, or form. God's gonna tell you and it's like people are like I've never heard God's voice like people are like he's never talked to me like in my ear and it's like God speaks not just in a voice God speaks Mm -hmm. to your spirit God speaks to your heart and he can speak through other people so if you're wondering if they're from Christ wait before you go any farther wait move the camera I don't want you to be out of shot like to the like there we go (laughs) sorry what were you saying I forgot. Hold up. I know. What was the question? The question, oh, how do you know if they're from God? Okay, you're like, I God never it. spoke to me in my ear. That's what you're saying. Yeah, people say that. But God speaks to more than, he's more than just a voice. That People hear God differently. Um, So it's going to be different for you and me. But if you genuinely seek God and you genuinely seek wisdom and you seek understanding, God's going to confirm it to you one way or another. So... That's the thing. And he's going to confirm it not only to you, but to the other person. So, like, a lot of people, they think it's from God without actually praying about it. And they're like, 
oh, like, he loves Jesus, so he has to be the one. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. Sometimes God places Christian people in your life to show you that they still exist. (laughs) Not to tell you to be in a relationship with them. Because during seasons of singleness, some people become, like, ah, like, where are all the Christian men? Like, where are all the Christian women? Like, Mm -hmm. when am I going to find him? When am I going to find her? Like, where is it? king? Yeah, like, and that's the thing about God. Sometimes he places people in your life to prepare you for who you're actually going to be with. So not everybody who, you know, cries out to Jesus, not everybody who worships, not everybody who prays, not everybody who reads the Bible is going to be your future husband or your future wife, your spouse. Like, that's not the, you know, underlying factor. So if you want to know if they're from God, pray. Like, genuinely, and pray with an open heart and seek God more. And um, not only that, but try to understand the person more and try to get them to know Mm -hmm. their heart because you may love them. And you're like, wow, like, I think he's the one. But if your purpose and his purpose do not align in one way, shape or form, he's not the person for you. And Mm -hmm. you two would just be wasting your time. (laughs) Like, sadly. And that's the truth. So if you want to know, seek knowledge seek wisdom seek god's approval seek god because um a lot of people think that you know oh god has somebody for me which is true god does have somebody for you but something (laughs) i (laughs) something i always tell people is that the one is the one you choose so Mm -hmm. to some people that concept is like huh i thought god created molded you know but molded like, him for me like specifically he's the left yeah. to my right the the key to my lock or whatever yeah the, the, but, it's cute. yeah know. but at the end of the day like you've seen people get into relationships with people that they don't know or that they're not sure about why mm-hmm. because god at the end of the day he still gives us that free will so the person that you select is the person that's from god but how do you know that's where that prayer aspect comes in that's where that oh, I need to learn about them more. I need to learn about their heart. I need to be sure. And I have a lot of, um, like, it's not a list. not a list. But, like, a range of what I want spiritually. I don't really care a lot about, like, physical appearance, even though you should be physically attracted to your partner, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, somebody's physical appearance isn't going to be how I decide whether or not that person is going to, you know... So we're all gonna um, get ugly. <laughs> that that's true. We're all gonna get thirty ugly. years from now. We ain't gonna look the best, except me. I mean, my mom. We aged well. Like my mom was beautiful. <laughs> but um, a lot of my criteria is more on the spiritual side. On is mm-hmm. he devoted to Christ? Does he love God more than me? Does mm-hmm. he genuinely dedicate time for Christ? What are his goals? What are his goals in God? What is his purpose what does he recognize his purpose is he walking towards his purpose like things like that are my kind of like criteria but everybody you should like sit down with yourself and think what do I want and what do I not want so you can start you know evening out and withering who do you want who do you not want and that helps you who's not yeah that helps you like kind of set a standard for yourself on what you're never going to settle for and what like is acceptable to you and what do you want? Like, cause for everybody it's different. <laughs> something that is something big for me is that I don't want them to curse. And this is, I know that's not 
you know, whatever. Like, that's not a thing for everybody. That's not, you know, some people are like, oh, like, he can curse a little bit if he's working towards changing that. But I have, like, a big thing where I just look at cursing, like, because I used to do it, and I know what it is, you know, and so I look at that. You know what it is. I'm like, okay, like, I don't want that. I don't want my kids to grow up around their father cursing, you know, and then that becomes a generational thing, you know, so that's just something big for me, but always be sure to set those boundaries and to set those standards within yourself so that you have that criteria and you have a basis. Like the Bible talks about what, how your husband and how your wife should be. It talks about that. If you want to learn more on like who you should be with, open up your Bible. (laughs) Like if you want to understand who is good for you and who is not read the Bible and it'll tell you, it'll tell you, It'll give you good examples. It'll give you bad examples. And that's why God's word is so important. Yes, ma'am. It, it literally has the answers to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't have an answer, it's because you're not meant to know it yet. And in a way, isn't that also God speaking? Mm-hmm. I know a lot. Like, even when you don't, when he doesn't respond, that's an answer in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So you say you don't want your husband to curse because you don't want that to like to be something that's generational with your. So mm-hmm. since you brought up husband, I want to ask you two more questions. And one is, what does a uh, what does marriage mean to you? You lagged. Oh, uh, what does marriage mean to you? Okay, what does marriage mean to me? Um, see, that's such a broad question, but um, okay, mm. do you want to like ask a sub question? What is marriage? Okay, mean yeah, you're right, that is really okay. <laughs> what does marriage like? That's more broad than I really thought. I thought you just have an answer like marriage, like you and someone else. Okay, wait. Yeah, okay, so what does marriage yeah, mean? Yeah. To, what does marriage mean to me? Mm-hmm. Um, marriage is a covenant that you create between you and another person, um, and God, and where mm-hmm. God is the the you know the center. Um, I like to think of marriage as being like your um. In elementary school, did you ever have to buddy buddy with somebody wherever you went? And, like, mm-hmm. let's say you guys went on, like, a field trip and you had that buddy and they were with you the whole time. I feel like marriage is your buddy until you get to heaven. So it's somebody who's going to walk with you and somebody who's going to help and build you. And I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't sneeze, but thanks. Um, that, they're going to be that buddy for you and they're going to help you and they're going to push you. And the thing about... Um, the thing about marriage, you know, obviously I'm not married, so I can't really genuinely give you the exact, best answer. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. most extravagant answer. But um, marriage to me isn't the end goal for me. You know, marriage mm-hmm. is a goal of mine, but it's not the most important thing in my life because my end goal is to glorify Christ and to get to heaven. That's my end goal. But um, marriage is still an important thing to me because I feel like, there is that person for me, whoever God has for me, but um, it's not right now 
in this very moment as I am mm-hmm. 18 years old. It is not my priority, but it does mean a lot to my heart because at the end of the day, if that happens, if I get married, which I hopefully I do. <laughs> um, Hope. What do you mean hopefully? That's not speaking in faith, but you will hopefully, do. Because if I, because I want to get married, but at the end of the day, you know, God's plan. And I don't want to be upset if, you know, I end up like Paul, which I pray that I don't. But um, I, I just want to make sure that whoever I'm married is ready to really genuinely get knee deep in Jesus. Like somebody, it's just going to be like my Jesus partner for the rest of my life. That's going to build me. It's going to grow me and it's going to help push me. And it's, they're just, you know, I can't really talk much about them. Because I don't know them. But I know yeah. that that I know whoever God has for me is going to be a righteous man of Christ. And marriage is still important to me because I want to have a family, obviously. But um, at the end of the day, it all depends on what God wants. No, for real. It's, it's God's plan at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and last question. This one's not going to be so broad. What, is, what does love mean to you? I guess it's still broad, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of broad, but... Um, oh, wait. I'll, I'll, I'll make it better. What does love mean to you? And how did you learn to love... Never mind. Whichever is better to for love, you. To love... Yeah. Love to love... Well, since it's about relationships, how would you learn to love someone else? Okay, so... I feel like I've said this like a few times that if you don't you understand did. God's love that you're not going to understand about point blank period. Mm-hmm. But love to me is Christ. So the, the greatest act of love that there has ever, you know, happened that has ever, you know, been documented is Christ being crucified. And the fact that God sacrificed his only son for you and me shows the amount of love that God has for us. Because I don't know about you. I mean, neither one of us has kids, but I know dang well you would not sacrifice your mom, your dad, your sister, anybody close to you like that, your mm-hmm. girlfriend, any of those people. And it, it just shows how much God loves us. So love to me is not just a feeling. It's a lifestyle. It's it's something greater than our understanding because some people are like, ah, how could God love me? It's because his law, his love never stops. His love is overflowing. His love is, you know, what fills you and it's genuinely what's good for you. And it's just nothing but goodness. Cause that's all his love It's nothing but goodness and something. So like how to love another person. So, <laughs> so before you love somebody else, there's two mm-hmm. things that you have to do. You have to learn to love others, love your family first, love your friends first before a relationship, love those people, love God. But something, loving God is like definitely the most important, but something that's a very, you know, important aspect is loving yourself. So people preach like, um, Oh, you have to love yourself. You have to love yourself. But people don't understand the magnitude of loving yourself. So, like I said before, if you go into a relationship with insecurities, you're going to come out hurt and you can come out broken. Mm-hmm. You can come out with the same insecurities. And that's the thing. You have to deal with those insecurities and you have to learn to love who you are. 
inside and out, skin, flesh, spirit, all of it. <laughs> before, of it. Even the parts you hate, right? Even Yeah, even the parts that you feel like you need to work on. Even the parts where you feel like um, it's bad. Even the parts where you feel like you can do better. Even the parts where you feel like, oh, like I have to look at this every day. No, you have to learn to be content. And not only be content, but to be happy and to be grateful for the body you have for the spirit God gave you, for everything that God gave to you, because God doesn't make trash. That doesn't exist. If God molded you with the features that he does, including your voice, including your hair, including your height, including your shoe size, God knew what he was doing. And we shouldn't question that. So once you realize that the God who, the same God who created the heavens and the earth, the same God who created every fish in the sea and every bird in the sky, the same God who created all these animals and all these places is the same God who looked at you, created you, created every nook, <laughs> every every curve, every hair on your head, and said, I want him, I need him on this earth, and he is worth it, and I love him, you will be able to recognize that you're not just anything else. You're special. You're important. And... For me, mm-hmm. I, I still struggle with loving myself. And that's one of the main reasons, like, I still don't want to get in a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship until I am 1,001% my best self. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm working, I'm still working towards that. And it's normal, though, because it's all a process, you know. But um, for me, insecurities, especially when I was younger, insecurities ate me alive like I was so insecure for so long and it was reflected in the way I dressed and the way I spoke in the way I spoke about myself and my confidence level and the things that I did I became I was very introverted believe it or not especially when I was insecure because I was so afraid to speak up. I was so afraid to speak because I felt ugly. I felt annoying. I felt like, okay, God, did you, was this an error? Like, was this wrong? Like, you know what I mean? Did you mess up my perfect God? <laughs> did you mess up? But that's the thing. God is perfect and he does not mess up. And mm-hmm. when I started to, you know, love Christ, because I've been, I've been saved for the past like four years, but I haven't been like fully a thousand and one percent with Jesus up until like two years. So and to every oh that's a long time. No, it was really not. <laughs> but um, until I was able to realize how much God loved me and how He looks at me in the eyes that He looks at me with, and He just loves me even when I'm broken, even when it's three a.m. and I'm crying, even when I look a mess in my bed, God still loves me. I learned that I need, I love myself and I love who He created me to be. And no matter what anybody says of me, I love who I am. So. Those are things you need to do before you can ever love somebody else. And in order to love that person, you have to love every part about them. So mm-hmm. you can't pick and choose what you love them. You have to or love deal them. with something. Yeah, you have to love them with all their flaws. You have to love them with all the things they've done in the past. You have to love them with their mistakes. You have to love them even when they get angry, even when they get desperate, even when they become anxious, even when they become, like, mad, you have to still love them. But in order for you to do that, you have to do everything before. And you have to prepare yourself. And that's why singleness is so 
important because that is your time of preparation. That is your time to learn about yourself and to love yourself and to love Jesus and to seek him and to understand him because I can sit here all I want and preach, you know, to love yourself. But if I don't do it, the one who's suffering is me. So it's so important that we're not just Instagram believers, that we're not just, you know, social media believers, that we actually genuinely love who we are and understand God's love through prayer and through reading his word. Amen. (laughs) And with that, we are 42 minutes in or 40 minutes in. I don't even know. Like, I think, I think we're good at that, you know? <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say before we close it off? Um, before we close off, I just want to say that, um, first off, if you made it this far, I'm proud of you because it was a, it was a long one. <laughs> Second of all, um, if you are single and you currently feel like you're lonely, um, feel free to DM us or <laughs> to DM me or anything. Um, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to love Christ and I want to encourage you to genuinely seek him. And if you're feeling like trash and if you're feeling like you're disqualified, I highly recommend watching Michael Todd's relationship series, part one and relationship series reloaded because that is something that gave me the perspective that I have. Also, mm-hmm, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> yes. And listen to it. It's actually it's fire for real. Like yeah, the relationship series. I have I have the book. There's a book. There's, there's for real a book. Yo, you're lying. How much was it? Um, I think it was like eighteen. Eighteen dollars. Link to the book will be in the description if I remember. <laughs> like it's literally dang. Like it's a it's for real a really good series. Didn't it come out like a year or two ago? Mm-hmm. But he's he did um uh relationship goals reloaded. So right now currently is part two, like the whole mm-hmm. series, the second series basically. That's crazy. I mean, I know about it, but I I didn't watch it because I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> but I will watch it, and y'all should watch it too. But thank you, Aaliyah, for coming onto this. You are literally the best. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. You preach. You're amazing. And you're an inspiration to me. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, who made it this far. We really appreciate you. This is like a 40-minute one, but you came all this way, and you listened to this. So if you did listen to this, just hit the like button. Help us. Um, <laughs> if you want to see more, please make sure to subscribe. Hit that bell thing if you want to be notified every time we make a video. And... Uh, if you're watching this on, if you're listening to this on like Anchor or Spotify, please subscribe so we can give us some streams. Thank you for everything. This has been Youth Talks uh, Relationship Series, and bye. Oh, also, also, my bad. We have, uh, we have, um, we have church online every Sunday. We have, uh, I think it's girls group on Wednesdays, right? Tuesdays. 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 And every other week we have Bible studies on Wednesdays. Mhm. So yeah. So if you're Instagram. looking for if you're looking for any updates about Rushing Wind Youth Ministries, 
please check out our Instagram. We also have a TikTok. All those things will be linked down below. And I hope you can join us. DM us. If you come from this video, comment, do whatever you want. But thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. She said it all. And deuces.